ways that historians will mark the end of one era and mark the beginning of another. T-E-T-C. The end times continue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the End Times Continue Recorder on this, the 9th of October. I am Dino, and you are? I, and I am Ace. How's it going today, man? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Not too bad. What about you? Oh, I'm doing okay. Uh, my girlfriend's working through the last thing she has to do. Uh, bar results are probably going to come out here pretty quick, so... Oh, very exciting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's got to do a there's, a... there's a thing in Texas... That is a, uh, a, 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 an additional course that's specific to state law. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, this is, okay, this is how broken this shit is. Everyone's decided to go to the UBE, the Uniform Bar Exam. Not everyone, uh-huh. but many states, Texas included. The Uniform Bar Exam does not test on state-specific law. It's mostly federal stuff and federal standards applied. And then... There will be parts on there where maybe it'll test um, like a traditional versus a modern uh, rule or something like that. And it'll tell you in the question, you know, this jurisdiction uses the traditional rule or or the modern rule. But that's like way oversimplified. You know what I mean? (laughs) From like state to state, what things are. So it's but so now, in addition to taking the bar exam, you have to do this this other twelve hour thing that's kind of like um if you ever had to do defensive driving online, it's kind of like that um but but it's this additional twelve hour thing that you have to go through and and watch these videos that have no uh increased speed button, which all oh, of this no. stuff you could watch at one point five times or two times speed right. and not not miss a thing. And to be quite frankly, that's usually how I prefer to intake information. If I'm listening to a podcast, I generally like to have it at 1.5 speed. I find you don't lose any of the information, uh, and it's just like, it's just preferable. Yeah, absolutely. I listen to bar prep videos at at, uh, two times speed, because those people take it really slow. So (laughs) two times speed is like a a fast audio book to me. Yeah. On those videos in particular. But in any case, so she's working on that, and then bar results are going to come out, and she'll, of course, have done well. And uh, and then she'll be set, and then I have to start this hell. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it's one after another. Um, so, yeah, that's what's been going on today. That's what she's up to. Of course, right now she's making chili, and it smells incredible. Um, huh. <laughs> uh, there is a... Oh, I did want to say for for just a just just to start with, why is it always the same argument that <laughs> that you can kill civilians as long as you didn't start the war? Oh, right. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the listeners um, of this show who've been listening for just any amount of time really are going to be like, oh, here we go again. We're going exactly. on the same page. But it's so true. But it really is like, like this is something we get recurring over and over again. It is the constant refrain. Media. It is the constant refrain. Yeah. yeah. That people Every time deserve... you go on social media, you see these people saying, well, uh, they shouldn't have started it. They, they is carrying the weight of Atlas right now right. in their argument. It's like, who is they? Uh, it's so silly, but oh yeah, we're referencing. A, there's been some discourse online, obviously, 
over people who were arguing that um, Russian casualties, specifically Russian civilian casualties, are justified Something because well, Russia started the war. Yeah, I know you got staticky there. Uh, oh, I don't boy. know what's causing that. Just a second. Oh, but we're here. Technical difficulties Apparently. are abound. Yeah. All right, let me... Okay, it sounds good now. Let me go back in and see if that fixed it. Um, okay, and... Okay, I think that fixed it. Yeah, everything sounds good now. Jesus, yeah. that was... it. it uh, something changed because Discord says it found a new audio device. So I have uh, oh. no idea <laughs> what happened uh, there. Is the recording still good? Uh, yes, the recording is still going okay. just fine. Okay. Good, good. So where was I? Um, oh, yeah. So basically people are justifying um, uh, Russian civilian casualties because, well, Russia started the war, right? Right. Um, that's always uh, – th- this is always the excuse. It's like, well, uh, Russia started the war. And I know, like, some people can get um, annoyed how pedantic libertarians and anarchists can be, but it really does it, – it, it's like, well, suck it up because it's it's like this needs to be, like, addressed over and over again is the fact that uh, collectives don't act, right? People act in accordance with certain collect- things that you could consider collective values, like, you know, culture and things like that, but only individuals act. And you can't ascribe blame to an entire amorphous group of people as if this group acted, um, like, almost t- t- taking control of the individuals and acted as, like, a group. It, it's That's not what happens. Yes. Uh, and, and when people try to, like, posit blame onto one person who was within the geography of a, a mafia that committed some horrible action. It's just you're, you're not pinning blame on the right people. And it, it, that's how you lead to, like, mass atrocities uh, throughout human history. It's been, like, well, this collective mindset of, oh, uh, you're in that tribe. That tribe hurt my tribe. Now you have to die. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, the, and, and it's like that. It's the constant argument of, like, well, these people deserve it because yeah. of something that their government did. Or an individual yeah. in their government did, and it's the it's right. just it's constant, absolutely constant. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to bring yeah, that yeah. up because it happened again. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's 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 never ending. It's just it's horrible. Uh, uh, yeah. But we have you're right. We have beat that drum a lot, and so I, I just I just wanted to hit it real quick because it's one of those things that yeah. it just. It's a constant, an absolute constant. If you want, if you want to hear us get way into that, and you didn't hear the uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki episode, the the, the episode mm-hmm. on the anniversary of the bombing of Hiroshima, of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, go listen to that one. We went way deep into this line of thinking, um, and it was very, very interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me pop a test real quick. Uh, okay, yeah. things are very strange, but I think it'll work. Um, yeah. Because I have no idea what broke there. Uh, just something, <laughs> something broke. Uh, <laughs> it's a surprise saving for later. <laughs> I, I touched nothing, and, and it just yeah. immediately freaked out. Um, okay. So uh, I think uh, you sent a tweet in the topics chat that I was fascinated yeah. by. Uh, this was sent by Ezra Cohen. Ezra, Ezra A. Cohen, Cohen yeah. Um, National Security Memorandum on the Partial Revocation of Presidential Presidential Policy Directive 28. Now, do you know what Presidential Policy Directive 28 is? What is Presidential Policy Directive 28? 
Okay, this was a policy directive from the White House during the Obama administration, January of 2014, um, that was designed to... Um, I, 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 to me, it seems like in a in a in a sort of lip service kind of way, but designed, to, yes, yeah. but designed to place privacy and civil rights as uh, one of, if not a main consideration, in the collection of data, um, specifically by right. the intelligence community, right? Which we already know, uh, consideration is a. Uh a very like loose and weak term given what they actually do. So it's like, as you said, it's, it's, it's ostensible and it's only in name only. Exactly. And so the, uh, this, this directive came in multiple sections and I'm just going to hit each one of them real quick. Section one, uh, the principles governing the collection of signals intelligence Signals intelligence collection shall be authorized and conducted consistent with the following principles. A, uh, the collection of signals intelligence shall be authorized by statute executive order, yada, yada, yada. Uh, B, privacy and civil liberties shall be integral considerations in the planning of U.S. signals intelligence activities. Uh, United States shall not collect signals intelligence for the purpose of suppressing or burdening criticism or dissent or for disadvantaging persons, yada, 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 yada. Uh, C, the collection of foreign private commercial information or trade secrets is authorized only to protect the national security, yada, yada, yada. Uh, D, signals intelligence activities shall be as tailored as feasible. Basically, what they're trying to say is it has to be narrow. Um, Section two, limitations on the use of signals intelligence collected in bulk. uh, I'll go down to the second paragraph here. In particular, when the United States collects non-publicly available signals intelligence in bulk, it shall use that data only for the purposes of, detecting, of detecting and countering, one, espionage and other threats, yada, yada. Two, threats to the United States and its interest from terrorism. Three, threats to the United States and its interest from development, possession, proliferation, use of weapons, mass destruction. Four, cybersecurity threats. Five, threats to the U.S. or allied armed forces or other U.S. allied personnel. Six, transnational criminal threats, including illicit finance, yada, 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 yada. Section three, refining the process for collecting signals intelligence. U.S. intelligence collection activities present the potential for national security damage if improperly disclosed. Signals intelligence collection raises special concerns given the opportunities and risks created by the, uh, the considerably evolving technology. Blah, 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 blah. Um, the, da, 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 therefore, essential that national security policymakers consider carefully the value of signals intelligence activities in light of the risks entailed by conducting these activities. Section four, safeguarding personal information collected through signals intelligence. That's pretty well self-explanatory. Let's go down mm-hmm. to section five. Uh, section five is about reportage. Within 180 days of the date of this directive, the DNI shall provide a status report that updates me on the progress of the IC's implementation of section four of this directive. And okay, so this is saying you have to tell me what you're doing to comply. Section six, general provisions. Nothing in this di- in this directive shall be construed to prevent me from exercising my constitutional authority, including as commander in chief, uh, yada, yada, yada. So everyone's still allowed to do the stuff they're supposed to be doing. This doesn't get in the way of that, but it's telling you how to do some of the stuff, right? That's sort of the idea of section six. Okay. That is PPD 28. Yeah. That was a lot of information. Yes. I, I feel like in parts of that, it was like you were on 1.5 speed for yes, a little exactly. bit. <laughs> like, I just wanted to get through quickly. You were just, yeah, yeah, you, it's you were not caring the about the listeners. Thing. The yeah, most no, interesting exactly. thing here is that this memorandum uh, mm-hmm. on the partial revocation of Presidential Policy Directive 28. Mm-hmm. Okay. This memo, let me see if I can find the... 
Okay. Uh, da, da, da. It is essentially maintained the policy process refined by Section 3 of PPD-28 and supplemented by the classified annex to PPD-28, under which national security policymakers consider carefully the value of signals intelligence, yada, 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 uh, and the risks entailed in conducting those activities. Section 1, revocation. PPD-28 is hereby revoked, except for Sections 3 and 6 of that directive and the classified annex to that directive, which remain in effect. Section 2 says the same thing that Section 6 of PPD-28 is, that this doesn't get in anyone's, in, in anyone's way, as far as authority is concerned. So, PPD-28 is revoked except for Sections 3 and 6. Let's remind ourselves what Sections 3 and 6 were. Section 3 was about uh, limitations on the use of signals intelligence collected in bulk... So nothing about privacy, nothing about nothing about being concerned about privacy, nothing about being concerned about the way that collecting this information might harm national security. Uh, I'm sorry, no, section... I'm sorry, I, I went up too far. Section 3 is refining the process for collecting signals intelligence. So that's just the, the procedural one. It's worse than I thought. It's because I, I misread just now. Um, okay, rollback, correction. Section 3, refining the process for collecting signals intelligence. U.S. intelligence collection activities present potential for national security damage if, pro if improperly disclosed. So this whole thing is about how you... Uh, how you collect signals intelligence. It's got nothing to do, yeah. again, nothing to do with privacy, nothing to do with being concerned for the way it's used, nothing. Nothing about that at all. That's the that's one part that's still in force. The part here where they're concerned about privacy and civil liberties, that's cut out. The part where they're concerned about abuse of this data, that's cut out. The part, all of that stuff's cut out. And then section six survives which is the section that says that this doesn't get in the way of anyone's authority. So, so sections so they three and like, six are all that's left. The lip service was too far for them. It yes! was like, okay, we got to tone that back. We that is exactly right. <laughs> that is exactly right. The lip service was too much for them to comply with. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking insane. So that... Uh, you, you had sent that in the topics channel and I had asked you about it and you said, I think that's more up your alley. I just wanted to send it to you. Yeah. And I said, Oh, excellent. So I dug in on it and this, that's what I found. <laughs> the only part of this directive yeah. that is still in force is, are the parts that do nothing for you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, incredible. Yeah. And so of course this happens on the same day or the day after, uh, actually I think it was the same day, October the 7th. Um, was that the day that uh, I think that was the day that Joe Biden did the marijuana thing? Oh, yes. Yes, I, I believe. It, yeah, I believe it was the same day, actually. Yeah. So anyone in jail for federal possession of marijuana is going to get a pardon. Yes. Fucking great. And from what I understand, and that is great. And I, I totally like I'm, I'm not trying to like downplay it. But from what I understand, there are very few people and I'm not trying to like I, I, I like the so people who are actually getting out. Yes, yeah. I'm I'm one hundred percent being sarcastic. There's very few people in in federal prison on a federal yeah. possession charge. There's very few people with a federal possession charge. We're there for only that. Right, exactly. Who who that that it's only that this is a li another lip service thing. Right. This right. is and, and, now, and for I those who it affects, it's wonderful. 
Yeah, who it affect? Yeah, absolutely. Like it is absolutely a good thing for the people who it does affect. And I'm not sure about like um, expunging like their records um, if that's going to be a thing as well because that would also be something um, good. Um, if if that, I'm, I'm not sure about like the logistics of um, if that would occur or not. Uh, but I think um, I think that would be also be a very good thing if that happened. But who knows? Right. It's possible. Some states, when 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 some states do this they decide to write it into the statute that that these can be expunged. These arrests can be expunged and convictions. Mm. Um, okay. Some states elect to do that. Some do not. Some some want that to stay on your record. The idea being that you were convicted while it was illegal. And so that should stick. Right. With you. <laughs> but but it, it's it's one of those things where if, yeah. if your position is that it never should have been illegal, then there is no logical reason to maintain that right. part of the person's record. Right. It's. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know the logic behind it, but I know it's different from place to place. Some people can get yeah. it taken off. Some people can. Um, I'm not sure how the feds are going to handle it. Right. But yeah, yeah. It's very interesting about the timing of this though, right? Yes. Because you said that, I think this came out the exact same time as the, um, the marijuana thing came out. Uh, same day. So that's, that's very interesting. Yeah. And, and, you know, obviously, you know, the government would never lie to us about, you know, they, they say they, they're protecting our security. They would never lie to us. If the government was lying to us, Dean, they would tell us about it. Uh, they would, hey, so, they would have to. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's necessary. If you're going to have a legitimate representative democracy, you have to have a government that is honest with its people because you have to have the consent of the governed. And if the government's right. lying to the people, well, they can't reasonably consent. There's no information there on, upon which they can <laughs> consent. And so necessarily a, a public who is lied to by their government cannot consent to that government. So they have to tell the truth. Logically. Right, exactly. And, and we are obviously all consent to the government. So therefore, you know, uh, QED, yeah. uh, therefore, um, we ha- they don't lie. The government does not lie. Categorically, they are an honest organization. They must be. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I absolutely love it. I feel like we just like regurgitated like uh, civics textbooks oh, uh, through, through oh, high yeah. school. Oh, <laughs> that, yeah. That's the, the foundational basis for them. It's just like, yeah, yeah this is. Yeah, I, I just basically what I did was I threw up my high school government class. Right. Ugh, <laughs> 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 uh, it's it's. It's ridiculous to me. First of all, it's ridiculous to me that you would have to have this policy directive because many of these things um, should be matters of law anyway, uh, resulting from the Fourth Amendment. Right. When you're talking about the collection of data on people, um, this kind of thing is... is Correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't the policy uh, directives, they're not actually regarding anything. Like, aren't they just like mission statements, essentially saying, here's what we we are going to do. And these are the guidelines we're going to go by. It's not actually like a law if, uh, or correct me if I'm wrong. I am not sure about their practical effect, but yeah. functionally what they're supposed to do is the, the, the president has control over these executive organizations. So yes. things like the FBI, the CIA, uh, the NSA, the, these these organizations, the president controls. And so the president can tell them yes. to do things this way or that way so long as it's not violative of the Constitution. Right, um, right. 
And there's 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 an interesting sort of balancing act between that and the legislative authority to create the offices. That, that was basically my question too, because I like obviously you know, obviously I, I don't have faith that these are actually like doing anything right. You know what I mean? Like, sure. like I don't think that these directors are actually like being enforced or or they're being enforced in the way they're saying they're being enforced but even from like a uh, checks and balance perspective um it's it's not really like the legislature is like keeping a check on the president to make sure these things um act how they should well the legislature is supposed to establish these organizations and 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 the organizations are supposed to enact the legislature's well this is one of the interesting ways that this that our system has become um, you know, all these monarchists and stuff who, who want that kind of system, they're living closer to it now than I think they realize. The, right. the executive state has, over the course of many decades, uh, been in the midst of a power grab whereby executive organizations are allowed to use rulemaking authority to effectively legislate from the executive branch. I mean, that that's, you know, it's often kind of, I think, overused sometimes, but I think that's like kind of the theory behind like the deep state, right? Is you have these executive yes. or these organizations that have all, kind of like, you know, uh, deferred executive authority to some extent. Um, and they're able, they're like not accountable by normal um, political means um, yes. that, that normal people would have access to. Um, now, obviously, you know, we, we don't necessarily believe that democracy is a check in the first place. But if, if you think that, then these organizations are, are unaccountable, even if you believe in democracy. Right. Uh, um, they are unaccountable The uh, in, in sort of the middle area that, you know, you might shift out a uh, you might change out the head of one of these organizations. Right. But as you get to sort of the professional managerial level in these organizations, mm-hmm. those people will be there for for administration after administration after administration their their job and their goals never really change from one administration to the next um because the entire middle management tier stays the same um right from from one administration to the next so you're right even if even if we thought democracy was a reasonable check on these organizations it's not um right because these organizations don't it's not like you shuffle in a new one of these organizations no you might appoint a new head of that organization but that they they are not um they're not controlling what's happening in the middle of that organization right and and it's right. just like with a right. corporation where your professional managerial class is supposed to kind of be doing what the board wants but they're not necessarily always going to be accomplishing that right so it's very much that same kind of system. And and just like that, mm-hmm. there's been over the last couple of decades, the executive branch has become more powerful, I think, than it's ever been. Um, oh, yeah. Because these executive organizations have been able to use this rulemaking authority that they have to, like I said, effectively legislate from the executive branch. Things yeah. that should be laws are not laws. They are, for example... Um, executive order. Right, or or they're just new rules from an organization like the ATF. Um, right, exactly. Yeah, the ATF can make bump stops illegal, bump bump stocks illegal overnight. Why is that? Yeah. Well, because they have a blanket authority to make machine guns illegal and to enforce that right. edict. So they can just well, find machine they can just gun change however they the want. Classification. 
They can just change the classification yes. of what a gun is, of what type of a gun it is, um, of when it becomes a machine gun at any point, um, yes. down to like barrel length or you know whatever type of shit uh, that they're on at any given time. Um, they can they can literally just make you a criminal <laughs> overnight. Uh, like, yeah. And the funniest way that it that it kind of works is that okay, so with something like the NFA, where you have the National Firearms Act, and you have these these defined versions, these defined types of firearms, they're defined in the act, but that will shift over time. Um, mm-hmm. The ATF, for example, has where you have okay, so if you have an AR-15, let's just say you have an yep. AR-15, a regular AR-15, sixteen-inch yep. barrel, and a buttstock. Mm-hmm. Okay, regular buttstock. That is a rifle. Okay. Yeah. If that if you then trade that barrel out for a 10-inch barrel, okay, a barrel shorter than 16 inches, you trade that barrel out for a shorter barrel. Yeah. That is suddenly <clears throat> because it has a buttstock and a short barrel, now it's an SBR and you need a tax stamp and it's illegal to have it. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. The... Now, if you trade out that buttstock for what's called a a pistol brace, yeah, yeah, which is just a very thin buttstock. <laughs> yes, it's yeah. Now it's a pistol. It's a oh, barrel AR fifteen with a brace, and it's a pistol. Yeah, the receiver's the same. It's yes. just the barrel and the stock yes. that are. Uh, that... Now it's a pistol. And yeah. uh, in in it, it gets it gets even more interesting when you go toward the front of the gun. So let's say you have that pistol with the pistol brace uh, that that you can shoulder if you're using it wrong, which is yeah. how it's technically it's technically supposed to go against your forearm, but you can shoulder it if you're doing it wrong. Um, the a ten inch barrel, and let's say you have an angled foregrip at like a thirty degree angle, a foregrip at the end of the barrel. Okay, still mm-hmm. a pistol still a pistol now let's say you have a foregrip at the end of the barrel that's straight up and down Uh uh-oh okay now that's any (laughs) other weapon under the nfa and it's illegal (laughs) incredible (laughs) and these things will shift as the atf redefines some of these things so for example the machine gun is is uh, is yeah. a, a, a firearm that fires fully automatic uh, or a part used to convert a firearm to fire fully automatic. So right. a an auto sear that you would put in an AR-15 is a machine gun. The auto sear mm-hmm. is yeah. a machine gun. Um, the, uh, yeah, the, the mechanic itself is the machine gun. <laughs> right, right. And that's how they can get you for owning one, even yeah. if you don't have it installed in anything. And I could just print one out. Yeah. If I were just to print one of those things out, I would immediately be committing a federal crime, even though I never installed it into anything. That is so, like, it's just insane when you think about yeah. it. Yeah, but it's yeah. because of rules like that that they can then come out and say, okay, um, not just those, but also we're going to say that a bump stock converts a rifle into a machine gun, and therefore a bump stock is also a machine gun. That's not even how transitive property works. I know. That's that's so, that's so stupid. <laughs> but that's how that works. So so you have know, a, yeah. you have these organizations can, you have these organizations can that can criminal. legislate. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. shouldn't be able to be turned into a criminal overnight without some legislation passing, but they can do it. Yeah. Because they have this rulemaking authority. Yeah. Um 
And so there's this has been one of the fights that's sort of been going on with people who 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 are people who think that the executive branch has effectively broken uh, what was supposed to be in place with uh, checks and balances. Right. And they have, I think. I mean, honestly. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, It doesn't make any sense that you can make someone a criminal overnight without passing legislation. It just doesn't. Right. But. That's how that works. And so this is, so that's what the, going and it back makes to the sense policy if you're today. the executive, right? If you're the yeah. executive and you want to have more power and you don't want to be hindered by like the legislature or something like that, right? It makes sense that you would uh, defer some of your power, you would outsource it in the same way you would outsource something in in the market in a similar way at least. Right. Um to be more efficient uh, at accomplishing your ends, right? Exactly. Uh, so it, it doesn't make sense, like, if you, like, just play, like, Warlord for a second, like, why why we're at the place where we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and it makes sense, too, with kind of what the what the public expects. The, the All these people, you know, people blame the president for gas prices. The president has very little control over gas prices. Yeah. Very little. <laughs> yeah. Um, the exception is when you have people like, frankly, Joe Biden, who make it illegal to drill in a bunch of fucking places. Um, right. Uh, when when you have that kind of situation, that will affect prices. But honestly, the generally, as a general rule, the president has very little effect on gas prices. But the problem sure. is that people expect the president to have this kind of authority. And so he does. Right. Um. When really all of that is supposed to be vested in the legislature, all of that, the, the, all of that rulemaking authority that's in the executive branch right now, really most of that belongs to the legislature. Mm -hmm. And I believe there's also a Supreme court case about a, a branch divesting its authority into another branch for a limited purpose. Oh, yeah, I've um, heard about this one. Yeah, I can't remember what it is, but as far as I understand, basically the result was that that's allowed, and I think that was decided wrong. Mm. Um, the the a branch a, a branch of the government should not be allowed to divest an iota of its of its constitutional authority into another branch. Right, because it it should not have that the authority of its own authority and exactly sense, right. Like it, it gets its theoretically right, ostensibly it gets its authority from the constitution. But it doesn't have the authority the Constitution withholds from it, right? It, it, the Constitution exactly. lays out very explicit boundaries, and you don't get to control those boundaries when you're in them. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, yeah. Unless you want to pass an amendment, you don't get to do that. Kind right. Of. Um, right. So, in any case, but that, that's kind of the function of the PPD is, is it's the executive, the, the, the commander-in-chief, the, the, the president, telling executive branch organizations what to do. Um, and, and setting the policy for, for what the, for the way that those organizations are supposed to behave. Um, like I said, God damn it. Why is the cat yowling? Um, <laughs> shout out to the cat. I guess. Uh, but, but the, the, the functional authority of these things, I'm not really sure. As we know, there are, there, mm-hmm. there is a deep right. state of sorts and however you want to define yeah. that, but, but it is these organizations, their progeny, they exist for a long time with the same people, even if the head gets shuffled out every now and then. Um, and so whether or not they're going to change the way they operate is, is unclear to me. And I imagine it doesn't happen. I, yeah, I, I doubt any, like, actual change actually, like, affects these organizations, right? Like, um, 
just incentive wise, like I, I just did like the fact that these organizations likely I'm not I don't have like proof of this, but the fact that we can take a pretty good educated guess that most of these organizations get away with things they're not supposed to all the time and they really have no actual like checks and balances in place. Uh, it, it makes uh, it doesn't really make sense that they would change any of their like internal activity because of um, um, because of, you know, some opinion or legislature uh, or like some crackdown or like public uh, opinion turning against them, things like that. I, I don't know how much actual like force that actually has in that, right. in that realm. Right. Well, I know I know for it would probably not. Well, here's here's probably how much authority it has. It probably doesn't give rise to a cause of action. So if right. if they were to or not even probably, I bet I, I bet I would bet a lot that it doesn't give rise to a cause of action if one of these organizations operates counter to a PPD. So, um, I mean, on, on that level, uh, they can't be held accountable in the courts. They probably can't be held accountable anywhere. Um, right. Unless they were to be fired by the executive for breaking the rules, which they don't do. So. <laughs> um, anyway, I did think that was very interesting. Thank you for bringing that to. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, once I saw it, I thought I thought uh, you'd uh, you'd enjoy that or get something from it. Absolutely. I wouldn't have noticed it, but everybody was talking about because everybody was talking about the marijuana thing. Mm hmm. But. Oh, there is something that I sent. Okay, so are you familiar with uh, Fear the Floof on Twitter? Uh, yeah, a little bit, yes. Yes, I, I saw that thread. <laughs> the, their uh, final thread. thread. <laughs> yes, he did a thread where he went through and talked about how effective the media um, has been at making themselves seem like normal working class people when all of these people come from money, real fucking money. Um, and he did a thread about it, you know, with specific journalists like Taylor Lorenz and, and with people like uh, uh, Carlos Maza, this type of thing, where going through and basically saying these people are born very wealthy and they, they are yeah. not like working class. They are born to be elites. Um, it was a very interesting thing, a very interesting thread. It got him suspended. <laughs> That's incredible. Did, um, what was the reasoning? Is was it doxing? Is that is I that why? Is that what the? I uh, see. I think it probably broke Twitter's um, weird, amorphous rule about publishing personal information. Right. It probably ran counter to that. Uh, his his account came back a couple of days later. He oh, was I didn't know it came back. Okay. Yes. He was unsuspended a couple of days later. So I think what what sort of happened is everybody kind of realized that suspending an account for making a thread talking about how journalists are very good at getting information about their background taken off the Internet um, might not have been the best look. Because it's journalists getting a bunch of information about them taking not taking off the internet, right? Yeah, it's, it's like the stri it's like the Streisand effect, right? Where exactly. it's like them trying to suppress this information will allow it to blossom to uh, to more people's view um, and to prove yeah. the prior assumption of the whole thread, which exactly. is that they're very yes. good at getting this stuff covered up. That's right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a, it was a really interesting thing. He, of course, his account did come back, and so it was it. it 
but this thread actually the thread is really good i might link it um there yeah. is an archive of it um but the thread is fascinating it, it talks about how taylor lorenz for example um uh, from the thread taylor lorenz might actually be even an even worse offender of this hypocrisy mm-hmm. while also born to fabulous wealth and privilege she has the family power to keep her past off the internet even after became known she can actually get it removed forever from the internet. What's amazing about Taylor Renz is we know she was born in New York City, raised in the richest zip code in Connecticut. We know she attended a Swiss private boarding school and graduated from Hobart and William Smith College. That's about it. While this woman of wealth and privilege can dox even the poorest, weakest, least powerful people on the internet, pushing, uh, publishing all their private information, uh, addresses, work, phone numbers, she can apparently get anything about herself wiped from the internet. Um, uh... And then he goes balls deep on her family and who she is. Uh, and they are very rich people. <laughs> and she also, if you remember, she tried to hide her birthday. Taylor Lorenz did. She got her birthday. Oh, I remember taken hearing about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She claimed to be yeah, so like now... 35 for a number of years. <laughs> I think her Wikipedia article says born somewhere between 1981 and 1984. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, this thread says for the record, Taylor Renz was born October 1st, 1984. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's the type of thing that you see from people uh, like when we're trying to like find out where when someone was born like hundreds of years ago and we don't have the precise date or documents to prove. They're like, yeah, they're probably somewhere between here and here. But yeah. you never see that in like that. That's insane to see uh, nowadays. Yeah. But it was such an interesting thing to see that thread go up and read through it and then have that account get sussed. It was like, oh, man, it's obvious. Like it's, it couldn't mm. be more transparent. Than that event. I had forgot that I had put that in the topics chat, but I didn't want to hit that for a second. Because it was yeah. amazing. Um let's see. Do you want to talk about Iran or Julian Assange? Uh we can talk about Iran uh first, I think. We we talked a little bit about Iran uh what was it, a couple episodes ago? Yeah. I don't know why I say Iran and Iran. I, I, I just realized that yeah, I did tomato that. tomato. I have no idea why I do that. Uh, that's so weird. Okay, um, we talked a little bit about a little bit about the protests that are going on, and I had I uh, we had both actually sort of um, uh, intoned that we we didn't think that it would really have legs. Um, that it's one of these things that happens and flares up and then just kind of gets tamped down. Uh, and and it, 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 I think that's a reasonable assumption, maybe even still a reasonable assumption. And I believe we had both said that it would be great if it didn't. That it would be great if it just went on and, and they actually ended up getting rid of the Ayatollah. Or, I'm sorry, the... the yeah. Uh, yeah. So, it's... In any case, apparently the protests haven't let up. And on this story from Reuters uh, published today, um, it's, it's, it's kind of getting worse because of the reaction to it. Um... Protests ignited by the death of a young woman in police custody continued across Iran on Sunday in defiance of a crackdown by authorities. As human rights, as a human rights group said, at least 185 people, including children, had been killed in demonstrations. Anti-government protests that began on September 17th at the funeral of 22-year-old uh, uh, Masa Amini in her Kurdish town of Sakez have turned into the biggest challenge to Iran's clerical leaders in years. Yada yada yada. 
A video posted on Twitter by the widely followed activist uh, 1500 Tasvir showed security forces armed with clubs attacking students at a high school in Tehran. In another video, a man shouted, don't hit my wife, she's pregnant, while trying to protect her from riot police in the city of uh, Rafsanjan on Saturday. Oh, boy. Reuters could not verify the videos and post. Details of casualties have trickled out slowly, partially because of, the inter- of internet restrictions imposed by the authorities. And we had talked about that, I think, on the last episode. Yeah. That updates were slow because, and, and, yeah. and I think you had theorized that it's because they turned the internet off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Amini was arrested. Oh, yada, yada, yada. Okay. Uh, while the United States and Canada have already placed sanctions on Iranian authorities, the European Union was considering imposing asset freezes and travel bans on Iranian officials. Quote, those who beat up Iranian women and girls on the street who abduct, arbitrarily imprison, and condemn to death people who want nothing other than to live free, they stand on the wrong side of history, German Foreign Minister uh, Annalena Baerbock told Bild, I'm Sontag, newspaper on Sunday. Um, yeah, so it's still going. Yeah. I figured it would have died down by now if it was going to die down. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, uh, I, I think like as a libertarian, you're, you're, you're of two minds always. You're like, oh, people rebelling against the government. That's that's awesome. Um, Wonderful. People. Uh, now, is the CIA involved? That's, <laughs> that's, the that's my side. question. The <laughs> fact that there's such longevity yeah. to this makes it feel astroturfed. I hate that. That's my immediate thought. But, I know, I know. But it's one of those things where it's like, you know, to a certain extent, you can't help thinking it. And I'm not I'm not validating it. I'm not saying that is true or I'm assuming it's true, but it's a possibility. Exactly. It's, it's I, I don't know if this is natural or not. It would be the most natural right. thing in the world uh, to to revolt against a an authoritarian uh, the, yeah. theocratic regime like this. Because look, natural revolutions are a thing. Like, they do spring up. Sometimes people just hit their breaking point, and then one person, uh, you know, um, revolts, and then that causes a chain reaction. And then right. other people are more likely to do so afterwards, and it can spring out of control like that. Um, so these things are natural. It's not always CIA involvement. Um, I do hate uh, th- this is this is just something just like it's on topic. But like when you were talking about like how, well, you know, United States officials and uh, I think Canada or something have imposed like sanctions on Iran. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's not to hurt the government. It's, right. It's yeah. it's always crazy to me. It's like I just want one person in like the, the quote unquote the mainstream to point out that sanctions just don't work. Like, they just don't. Yeah. And, and the fact that they're always appealed to as if, oh, we're going to stop, uh, we're going to stop these bad, these uh, bad states from doing bad things, right? It's like, oh, okay, you're going to hurt every other person on the way to stop the, the bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's it's so insane. I think I, the, I think the sort of sanction heavy regime of the last couple of decades in the United States is going to be looked at, looked back on. The same way that people looked back on Clinton's sort of bomb from a distance policy. Oh, right. Because um, I, I remember, and I can't remember which book this was in, but there were a lot of people, old school people and uh, conservatives, neocons, during the Clinton administration and after who thought that the way the, Clinton hand, the Clintons handled stuff was like, like pussy shit. Where it's like, no, we just right. bomb things from a distance. We don't, we don't actually go in and do anything. Um, actually, I think it might have been Bush at War. Um that that I read this in um the the, mm. the 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 
I believe Bush or one of the principals had said something along the lines of, no, there's going to be none of this, none mm-hmm. of this wimpy bomb from a distance Clinton shit. Um, which is horrifying, <laughs> but I yeah. think yeah, I that think is one thing. Uh, go ahead. Oh, go for it. No, I was just going to say that. I think, uh, that is one thing, right? Like I, my worry is that, well, they will criticize sanctions, but the reason they'll criticize them is that well, we just didn't go far enough. Right. <laughs> right. They, right. We weren't stern enough. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. But I do, I, th- I think that will happen. I think people are going to look back on this yeah. thing, this sanctions thing, as soon as it becomes accepted that sanctions don't work, which it will eventually in the same way mm-hmm. that it's pretty much become accepted now that torture doesn't work. Um, right. I think it will be accepted eventually, but the response will not be one that that you or I would think is a good response. The response will be, well, right. then we should have just put up a real-ass blockade. Right, exactly. That will be what people go to. Instead of, well, maybe we should stop doing things like this, it will be, no, we should have just gone harder. Right. If we wanted it to work. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's... it's... I don't know, dude. It, it's always, uh, like, whenever you try to talk about these types of things with, like, uh, people, it, it, they always, like, default to, like, um, program talking points uh, yeah. and things. Like, if you try to say that, well, uh, these sanctions don't work, and not only do they not work, right? Saying they don't work is almost um, uh, an, uh, the understatement of understatements, right? It's like, no, not only do they not work, they hurt the most vulnerable people in that country. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, first. yeah. Yeah. So, decidedly. Yeah. Um, we, we, I think we talked about this. What was the last episode we opened with the, uh, with the, the, that conversation about sanctions. I can't remember. Was it last episode? I will episode or two ago. Yeah. 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 We were talking about it and you're absolutely correct. It, it, all it does is hurt the people who don't have the power to change anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it really just goes to this whole thing. And it's like, when, when you tell people that, they, then they'll go to, oh, so you want war then. It's like, no, no, no binary brain. That is not what I said. It's uh, not the only that. other alternative. Yes. Uh, oh. it's, like, it's like when you're talking to people about, um, about law and people whose immediate assumption is that if you deem something to be wrong, you must respond to it with violence automatically. You right. must, you must right. respond to it with state violence because you deem the thing to be wrong. Um, yeah. And and it's like, well, no, no. Or if you, there are if other ways legal, to handle, right? Exactly. Yeah. But it's like there are other ways to handle people who do a bad thing, um, but a bad thing that doesn't justify violence simply because it's a bad thing. It's just a bad thing. They, right. There's other ways to handle that besides immediately pulling a gun on them. You don't have to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you can do other yeah, stuff. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know. At a certain point, it just becomes so tiring to, like, argue with people about these types of things. And, you know, I, I still do it, but it, it does get, like, you know, it's just like, oh, here we go again, daring yeah. today, aren't we, with our talking points. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a pattern. Yeah. It's, it's always a pattern. It is. Yeah. It's, it's amazing to me. But there was an interesting thing that I saw with regard to the Iran thing. Iran. Iran. Yeah. Um, there's a an individual was responding to Eigen Robot, who I really like. I like Eigen. Dude's smart. Um, but it, it was a uh, this individual said when this all started, my family was pretty skeptical of it all, having escaped decades ago during the revolution. They've seen this fizzle out a lot, which is kind of what we thought. 
you know, would be the result and may still be the result. Um, but last week or two, there's been a vibe shift, uh, in in a, in a different tweet. They're all hyped up now and watching all the Farsi news networks outside of Iran. My great uncle at first was pretty pessimistic and now is going to solidarity protests. I mean, I still think the odds are low based on historical data, but it does feel like it has some legs. So there's somebody with, with somebody who is familiar, I, I suppose, with with this sort of, uh, mm-hmm. especially with regard to Iran, Iranian family, um, who who has well, like like he's seen these kinds of things, you know, flare up and fizzle out. Uh, right. Thinking maybe this might be different, so that's that's heartening, I think. Heartening if it's not the CIA. Yeah. Right, exactly. I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah, if it's yeah, if it's not the CIA, then yeah, absolutely. I, uh, you know, I, I hope they win their freedom. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and if it is the CIA, I just don't. I I just hate it so much. I just hate it so much. Stop using people, yeah. Yeah. especially <laughs> oppressed people. Stop using them right. for your re- regime yeah. change. Fucking ugh. If yeah. you want to, if you want and, so badly to overthrow a regime, go do it yourself. Right. Quit using also, body you shields. Know, there is a, a reactionary element sometimes I think is, um, it's a criticism that's often misplaced where they'll say like, if the CIA is instigating some type of revolution, um, that doesn't mean the people who are revolting are necessarily in on it, like are in on the CIA's plot. And it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, they don't the the people who are revolting don't have a legitimate reason to revolt. Um, so so like some people when they hear that well the CIA might be involved there, and I think it, it's very understandable for like a lot of libertarians to uh, you know immediately call it out for what it is, which is like some uh, you know uh, just like bullshit um, psyop almost. Um, it, it's very easy for libertarians to say that oh well then you know. Uh, none of these people should be revolting, but that's not necessarily true. Like they no, might have very, no, no, no. Uh, they, they obviously, the anarchists. Yeah, absolutely. These people deserve. Um, th- these people have every right to overthrow this regime. Yes, every right. There's, now, that, there's, there's yeah. nothing wrong with. That doesn't what mean doing. the United States should ever be involved in doing that. But obviously, exactly. you know, they they themselves absolutely have the right to overthrow their, their own regime. They, they have every right to overthrow this regime, especially yep. with it being a, I mean, there's no, I mean, you know, uh, legitimation myths, yada, yada. Um, there's, there's no such thing as a legitimate government, but right. um, especially this one, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's, there's no, uh, there's no legitimization. There's no logic that can legitimize this particular government. Um, mm-hmm. at least nothing that respects reality in any way. Mm-hmm. But I guess none of them do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, ultimately, yeah. I guess none of the legitimation myths really respect reality at all. There was a uh, there was another thing that happened, and I cannot find it. But talking about the CIA and stuff reminded me. Found it. Okay, I'm gonna send this to the topics chat. Because I want to play this clip. I forgot to send it to Topics earlier. And I meant to. But this is a... uh, 
This is Jeffrey Sachs, economics professor from oh, Columbia. Yes. Talking about, you know, you know the clip I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is him talking about the uh talking about the Nord Stream pipeline and what happened there. And I'm just going to let this play through. It's a little long, but but I'm I'm just going to let it play through because It'll it'll also sound weird because I had to switch inputs and stuff to fix that other problem that we had, but mm-hmm. bear with me because it's very much worth listening to. Where's the volume? It's Why very do we have low. None of it. Yeah, this is really bad. Here, let me get this. Uh, it's being crushed. I can fix it. I can fix it. Let me find that output real quick and I can just crank that audio engineering in real time yeah I know it's terrible if if stuff hadn't broken I wouldn't have this problem but something broke anyway yeah uh, please forgive the weird noises but here we go here we go I pressed play here we go oh my god was a U.S. action, perhaps U.S. and, and Poland. Uh, this is uh, hey Jeff. Jeff, we got to stop there. That's a, that's a quite a statement as well. Why do you feel Absolutely. that that was a U.S. action? What evidence do you have of that? Well, first of all, there's direct radar evidence that U.S. Uh, helicopters, military helicopters that are normally based in Gdansk, uh, were uh, circling over this area. We also had the threats from the United States earlier in this year that one way or another, we are going to end Nord Stream. We also have a remarkable statement by Secretary Blinken last Friday in a press conference. That he says, this is also a tremendous opportunity. It's a strange way to, it's, uh, sorry, it's a strange way to talk if you're worried about the piracy on international infrastructure of vital significance. So I know this runs counter to our narrative. It runs, you're not allowed to say these things uh, in, in, uh, in the West. But the fact of the matter is, all over the world, when I talk to people, they think the okay. U.S. did it. And well, just to tell you, well, and, and by, by the way, even reporters on our papers that are involved tell me privately, yeah, well, well, it doesn't show up in our, our media. Professor, I, I don't want to get into tit for tat about what did or did Destruction not. Of- I don't want to get into tit for tat about that. Of course not. <laughs> I'm so, I'm like, again, I'm sorry that's oh, so man. dirty, but I had to change inputs, and that one's a dirty input. I just, I don't say. Um, I thought yeah. the audio was good. It was fine. All right, good. See, there we go. That's that input. I, I don't understand why it does this. It has something to do with my Pop! OS install, but I don't know. This input's bad. The other input was yeah. good, and now it's bad, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that video, and thanks for, like, posting that, because I, I completely I completely slipped my mind, but, yeah, that was that's a fantastic clip. I had that forgotten about is... it, but it's great. It's absolutely yeah. wonderful. Yeah, I love when people go on the media and just, like, say things that everyone else is already thinking but like it's so like taboo that you're never supposed to say it uh i I love clips like that yeah it's it was great it was it was his face is so funny the whole time when he says the the very first part where he says that the u.s or the u.s and poland did this um uh and and i can't remember who it was who he was on with but um the 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 talking head 
a fat-headed guy who's running the show, I guess. He says, uh, he, the host, he says, um, he says, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then this dude's face, uh, Sax's face, he just does like a, like almost a cartoony sort of, oh, <laughs> like face. It's hilarious. Uh-huh. And he, and he, 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 of course, understanding is like, I'm, I'm saying the thing that we're not supposed to say. I'm saying it out loud. Yeah, yeah. He has this like, he, he's almost like taken aback for a second. And, and then like, you know, oh, I said something. <laughs> One of those faces kind of. Yep. Uh, and then just like continues on. So that's, that's yeah, that, that's very cool. But it was very much on purpose. It wasn't one of those things where you know you'll have you'll have a talking head who says the thing and they right. immediately sort of go oh and they, yeah, and then their like uh, directive protocol kicks in. They're like oh gotta gotta, gotta uh, cover up what I just said. Whoops, I, yeah, I said exactly. something wrong. We saw a lot yeah. of that with the vaccines and stuff during oh, yes. during uh, COVID stuff. We saw a lot of. Uh, a lot of individuals on the news would say yeah. the the backward thing yeah. <laughs> about vaccines or whatever it may be, and uh, immediately they would just start stumbling and sputtering and freak out. Yeah. But he did it on purpose. <laughs> he was like, oop, sorry, yeah. said wrong thing, but I think it's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... And I mean... Uh... Like, like he, what he said in there is absolutely true, right? Uh, the United States had said over and over again, or like, you know, representatives had said, or like, you know, the, the I don't know, the um, Defense Department and stuff like that, uh, Newland, uh, they'd all said, yeah, if if Russia invades Ukraine, the pipeline will not happen. Mm-hmm. They've said that before. They, they had said that multiple times prior to this, and it just so conveniently, you know, uh, gets uh, blown up. If I understand correctly, I do not know when this changed, but I, I, I seem to recall at the very beginning of the outbreak of this conflict, um, Germany shut down Nord Stream 2 development. Germany had said, we're not going to keep working on this. Yes, that's. I believe that's correct. That was right around when I think Biden put sanctions on it, if mm. I remember correctly. When did that change such that they need to go that they needed to go sabotage the thing? Um, I, I don't. I, so I'm ignorant on this. I, I don't actually know how much of the pipeline was actually complete. So it could have been a, a thing where the pipeline was supplying some. The, the pipeline was working. Do you know what I mean? Well, I knew. Uh, I know extent. that they had it pretty much built. I, I know that yeah. they had it built. As, as I understood it, it hadn't yet come online. Um. But I don't know. I, I, I truly, I, I have no idea. Mm. But it's it it it's sort of it's either way. It could have, it could have just been a thing that's like, well, now it'll never come online type thing, right? Right. It's, uh, yeah. Never have to worry about it. Uh, right. Yeah. That's look. I don't understand people's reticence to be like. I mean, yeah. Clearly, I mean, if we're just looking at who would do this. The answer right. is the U.S. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, even if even if the U.S. didn't do it, which I, is certainly possible. Yeah, it's possible. Even if that, why are so many people scared to be like? But I mean, we could and would. Well, I'll just find out it was like Switzerland or something. They're finally yeah, no. in the fight. They're like, huh, this is our game. This is, <laughs> we're getting in the fight now. <laughs> <laughs> Unexpected development. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyway, I just thought that video was hilarious, and uh, it's interesting to me that somebody would go on a mainstream yeah. network like Bloomberg. I don't know who watches Bloomberg, though. Are they mainstream? They certainly I, don't I, get, I, like, NBC numbers. God. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know, if it's on TV, there's probably some dedicated viewer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? So I'm sure there are people, uh, I, I would, I don't know any, and I'm not sure I want to know any, who just sit there and watch Bloomberg all day. <laughs> uh, well, is there anything yeah. like the people who sit there and watch Fox News all day, of whom I have known a couple? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, me too. They're absolutely horrid <laughs> to try and talk yeah. to. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah, I had just remembered that that happened and I, I I wanted to bring it to the show. There's also, and this is something you sent. Yeah. And I am... <sighs> the Julian Assange thing mm-hmm. continues to develop. As yeah. I understand, he had uh, appealed his extradition and yes. he is still... Is he still in the UK? He is still in the embassy, I think. I thought he was still... Or not, no, he's not in the embassy. No, no, no. no, 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 no. no. He was he's removed not, from the embassy. He got pulled out. Yeah. Okay, he's in Belmarsh Prison. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, that's right. In, in London. Yes. Uh, and this this is a story, Fox News, but it's mostly... I mean, they're all the same on this kind of story. Yeah. Hundreds of supporters of Weekly's founder Julian Assange gathered in London and Washington, D.C. on Saturday to demand the U.S. government end its efforts to extradite him over the publication of classified documents. Assange, who is currently being held at London's high-security Belmarsh prison, will face espionage charges if he is extradited to the U.S. He is accused of publishing information detailing crimes committed by the U.S. government in the Guantanamo Bay detention camp, Iraq, and Afghanistan, and reveals instances in which the CIA engaged in torture and rendition. Britain's high court ruled over the summer that Assange can be extradited to the U.S., and I believe he appealed that, and that's why he's still there. Supporters in London on Saturday formed a human chain outside of Britain's parliament that stretched from its perimeter railings and across uh, nearby Westminster Bridge to the other side of the River Thames. Mm. Assange's That's wife... a long chain. Oh, yeah. Assange's wife, Stella, said the British government should speak to U.S. authorities to stop the extradition attempts. Quote, it's already gone on for three and a half years. It's a stain on the United Kingdom and it's a stain on the Biden administration, she said. In the U.S., supporters of the Australian-born activists gathered outside the Justice Department to call on federal and the federal government to stop its extradition bid. The protesters said they hope Assange never steps foot on U.S. soil and that he would not be treated fairly by the judicial system. <laughs> Human trafficking survivor Eliza Blue urged uh, the, glo- the, quote, global elites, the ruling class, and employees of the CIA and FBI to be, quote, a hero, quit your job, and become a whistleblower. Quote, if it's a choice between free speech and the United States government, trust and know one's got to go. If one has to go, it ain't going to be free speech, she said, adding that she is so passionate about freedom because she knows what it's like to lose it. Mm Mm-hmm. Ah, I love her. She's great. Yeah. She's wonderful. Oh, goodness. Yeah, the Julian Assange thing is just like, the government is like, wanted to kill him for a long time uh the united states government mm-hmm. um so yeah it's just like um on top of that uh you know there's also this clip uh that i sent right before the show yes um that i believe you have um and it is infuriating <laughs> it is incredibly uh, infuriating yeah so this is um julian assange's wife 
on Pierce Morgan with John Bolton. Yes. And uh, that's, that's the setup. It's that amazing. You can imagine. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here, there's going to be a little bit of, uh, again, there's going to be audio weirdness, but I got to find our, our timestamp and, and get everything going. I might just okay. cut this yeah. out. Give me a second. Ambassador Bolton, thank you very much for joining me, uh, first of all. Why is America so intent on bringing Julian Assange to unbelievably draconian justice of 175 years, i.e. the rest of his life in prison? Well, I think that's a small amount of the sentence he actually deserves. He's committed clear criminal activity. He's no more a journalist uh, than the chair I'm sitting on. Uh, The information that he divulged uh, did, in fact, put many people in jeopardy. Uh, It undercut the ability of the United States to have confidential diplomatic communications, not just with other foreign governments, but in many countries with dissidents, people who even speaking to American diplomats could find themselves in trouble. Uh, And so, you know, he uh, he's been complaining about his treatment uh, over the past period of time. He's the one who sought asylum in the Ecuadorian embassy. Uh, Now he faces extradition to the United States. I I presume he will get due process in the United Kingdom to determine whether extradition should go forward. And when he gets to the United States, he'll get due process here. And I hope he gets at least 176 years in jail for what he did. Stella? Well, of course, uh, Ambassador Bolton is kind of the ideological nemesis of Julian. He has, uh, during his time for the Bush administration and later the Trump administration, um, sought to undermine the international legal system, ensure that the U.S. is not under the International Criminal Court's jurisdiction. And if it was, uh, Mr. Bolton might... uh, in fact, uh, be prosecuted under the ICC. Uh, He was one of the chief cheerleaders of the Iraq war, which Julian then exposed through these leaks. So um, he has a conflict of interest here. Ambassador Bolton? (laughs) Well, that's ridiculous. I have an opinion. So does does Assange's wife. I guess we both get to speak them. Uh, You know, I think that what she fears is being brought to the United States and having Assange put under trial. If he's innocent, uh, if you can, she can at least show reasonable doubt that he's not guilty, he'll go free. What's she worried about? I, th- I guess what she's worried about is a fair trial, because it's pretty clear what the attitude towards him is Well, let her say, a large number of Americans. That, that's fine. That, let, let her say Julian Assange cannot get a fair trial in America. Let her say it. Okay. Well, he cannot get a fair trial in America because he is being prosecuted under the Espionage Act and he cannot bring a public interest defense. He cannot say I published this information because it was in the public interest, um, precisely because it is under the Espionage Act. And it is the first time that a publisher has ever been published, uh, uh, prosecuted under this act, something that constitutional lawyers in the United States have been warning uh, could happen for the past 50 years. And the New York Times and the Washington Post say this, this prosecution strikes at the heart of the First Amendment. Ambassador Bob. Well, I think I think they are, they are badly wrong on that. He's in effect a hacker and a person who breaks and enters into uh, secure information. Not even uh, the, the U.S. Fact he's prosecuted that. under the. Let, let me finish now. The fact he's prosecuted <laughs> under the Espionage Act uh, is something it. that's been part of American law for many many years. <laughs> Plenty of other people have been prosecuted under it. Uh, and, and that goes directly to the issue of whether a country Not can for protect publishing. 
uh, classified information. That there's absolutely no doubt about. And I would say to the esteemed editors of the Washington Post and the New York Times, when you try and equate yourself with Julian Assange, you're making a very dangerous gesture because while you're saying the First Amendment should apply to him, uh, a different kind of legal system could move it in the opposite direction and put you under prosecution as well. It's a very dangerous position to take and an inaccurate one. They're doing two completely different things. Okay. One set of them are publishing news. The, oh other, the other is damaging American national security. Okay, Richard Tice, you've been oh jumping a bit again here quickly. What a fucking scumbag. Yeah, dude. I... God damn it. I, I like that good how longer you than up? I was going to, but I got a little bit enthralled in it. I'm sorry. <laughs> how do you wake up in John Bolton's skin and not just like drown yourself in a river? Jesus like, like, Christ. <laughs> I hope I hope the next purchase he makes. I think I'm I think I might send him a link. Wonderful link to a product that he might find very useful. It's a shotgun with a fucking toe attachment. This fucking piece <laughs> of shit. I yeah. hate this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, for for one, for one, Julian Assange did not hack anything. No. Okay. So his whole hacker, the like, no, no, publishing something is not hacking. Like that is not the same thing. These fucking <laughs> morons. It's very oh much like God. that. If you remember that uh, that school district that had all the all the data, all the sensitive data in the HTML on the website. Yeah. And they called yes. the guy who hit F12 in his browser a hacker for finding yeah. it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God. It, it's it's very much like that shit. I'm I. Oh yeah. God. God fucking Bolton. Yeah. And also the oh well he he damaged the United States ability to. Uh, you know, communicate with other uh, groups in the Middle East and other countries. It's like, hmm, yeah, well, maybe if the United States wasn't, uh, you know, if they didn't have helicopter footage of United States soldiers mowing down a group of uh, reporters and citizens right there in the street and laughing about it, Hmm. Yeah, maybe that could damage the United States reputation a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, hmm. Maybe. How about that? Maybe if you behaved in a way that was above reproach, there'd be nothing to yeah. publish. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If, if they weren't guilty, they would have nothing to hide, right? Mm -hmm. uh, using their own standard. So, yeah, uh, yeah exactly. What, what's wrong here? Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, this is this is always this just pisses me off so much. Uh the fact that someone like John Bolton can just like just sit there on, you know, primetime television on news stations and just spew this utter garbage. Absolute utter bullshit. bullshit. And just get away with it. And, his, and he it, is so this fuck okay, Julian Assange's wife is an accomplished attorney. Okay. Yeah. She's a she is a she is a competent woman. I don't know much of her record, but having listened to her speak on a few occasions, she's very competent. I yeah. would be scared of her, right? If if, if like right. she kind of actually she sort of reminds me of my girlfriend a little bit. Um, <laughs> fucking terrifying. Um, there's a to me it, it seems to me that Bolton was being as demeaning as he possibly could. Did you catch he was that? Being ass. Did yeah. you catch that when he said Assange's wife? Yeah, he couldn't even direct her as her own person. Like, as if, yeah. Like, uh, fucking Assange's wife, this woman knows more than you have forgotten yeah. about That's something you say, anything. like, when the person's not there, if you're trying to relate her to someone. 
You know what I mean? That's not something you say when you're talking to them. Or rather, when you're, I said that backward. This woman's forgotten more than you've ever known. I should have said. Right. <laughs> My bad. I'm angry. No, no, I got what you're saying. <laughs> I, know, I got what you were saying. But no, it's like, that's so demeaning when you're literally speaking to the person. When You know, it's like, oh, God. Yeah, he was just being a complete ass. Just awful. Absolutely awful. And his... His God, whole, I hate, uh, I, hate, I hate his mustache. Ah, oh, stupid face. This, <laughs> the, the way that... Those, the, sometimes, don't you just want to punch someone? Oh, and yeah. it's like, uh, John Bolton is pretty high up there. He's got the most punchable face. He's the worst. Um, and and oh, when and in the smarmy, smug way that he's just like, yeah. he'll get due process in the UK, and then he'll get uh, due process here. And why are you so scared? If you can find reasonable doubt, yeah. it'll be fine. Why are you so scared? Oh, you fucking piece of shit. You know how yeah, this you, works. Yeah, you just, yeah, I'm just <laughs> You absolutely know how this works. You know that's not true. Yeah. Oh, man. I want to hear her say he can't get a fair trial in the U.S. And she's like, yeah, he can't get a fair trial in the U.S. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, was he expecting that to be some insurmountable dunk or something? Like, yeah. he was like... <laughs> well, he comes from this position where he's got this stupid fucking neocon, or I guess now it would be yeah. neolib. He's got this stupid fucking neocon sort of idea where it's like, you're not, you can't. It is not appropriate to say anything negative about the United States ever. And so for him to right. challenge her to say, like, say he can't get a fair trial in the u.s say it for anyone realistic yeah. the answer is like yeah he fucking can't like yeah, i don't know what you're thinking. obviously yeah yeah why are you so upset about that and and his whole thing is like oh you said a bad thing about the u.s me like they, they immediately they recoil at that right. and they think it's the worst thing you can possibly do and that's why yeah. he challenged her to that like like th- this whole position this entire john bone's entire position is it's like yeah you know the u.s was like you know doing all these horrendous things but the real bad thing was that this man exposed it and now we look bad yep you made us look like an asshole uh, julian and now we're gonna have to make you pay for it uh that that is ultimately their position uh, because it's it, like uh, their entire thing, as you said, it's all based around United States reputation. Uh, anything that damages United States reputation, even if it's their own fault, uh, it's like, well, no, it's the, the, pe- the people who exposed us. It's their fault. They're the ones who have to pay. Yeah. Uh, God. <laughs> I didn't realize that he had married Stella in Belmarsh. He yeah, married I think I, her I, in I, prison. I, yeah, that was uh, fairly recently, I thought. Uh, yes, it is relatively recently. It was yeah. in uh, 2020. Yeah. I think it was in 2020. But yeah, he he's... This idea, the way that John Bolton was talking to her is... it. it I was enraged by Yeah, it. it was so rude. Just the level of... Well, she's got opinions and... No, dude, she just said that you are guilty of war crimes... And, yeah. that, and that you are... And well, everyone right. has an opinion. Yeah. yeah, well, everyone's got an opinion. Nah, dude, that's more than an opinion. She just alleged that yeah. you're a war criminal. You want to address right. that? Yeah, it's just like, well, everyone has a... Yeah, what a weak response. Well, everyone has opinions, you know? Yeah, Assange's wife will get to voice her opinion. Oh, you fucking scumbag. I yeah. hate this fucking guy. He, yeah, dude. The way that he the way that he approached this entire conversation is 
he he was trying to play the high road, yeah. but at least to me and the way it came off, he was it was just low blow after low blow. I agree. Yeah, I thought she sounded like very articulate, you know, very reasonable the whole time, and he was just being smug. Yes, smug and smarmy. Yes, absolutely, incredibly smug. Uh, uh, and Piers Morgan saying, well, I think she's concerned about him getting a fair trial. I want to hear her say yeah. it. Okay, well, I think he's concerned okay. about getting a fair trial. <laughs> yeah, like, I, 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 that was, in that clip, I, I was like, okay, is that supposed to be a dunk? Like, is she not, like, there's no way she's not going to say that. Of course she's going to say that. And she's like, what right. Are you talking? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, the, the, and honestly, here's the thing that, here's the difference between these two people. This is the difference between these two individuals. She made legal arguments. She made right. arguments yes. about, she made legal arguments. She made yes, arguments from precedent. She made arguments yep. about the precedent that would be set by... Uh, well, everyone has opinions. Right. <laughs> she, made arguments, she made arguments from a place of understanding the law and how this would affect American jurisprudence. And she's correct. Yeah. She's absolutely correct. And here's the thing, too. All John, all John Bolton could do was be insulting. And then he started saying, well, I would warn the Washington Post and, and the New York Times that if they want to say they're like Assange, well, maybe we should prosecute them, too. That's basically what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Pro- proving her correct. That the legal <laughs> that the legal implications of this yeah. are far greater and far more damaging than anyone is willing to admit, especially him. And, and then he just proves it. Yeah, if you ever make the United States look bad, even if you're exposing the United States murdering children, uh, you are worse to the, to, to the neocons' perspective. You are worse a worse person for exposing the murderers than the murderers themselves. Absolutely, that is that is their fundamental belief about. They they ultimately don't care. They only care about how the U.S. is perceived. It doesn't matter really whether the U.S. is actually doing, you know, actionable things that help or hurt people. Uh, it's only about, is the U.S. perceived well? And that's ultimately, like, one of their highest values. And if you do anything to undermine that, then you are a criminal in their eyes. It goes to why, uh, exactly. It goes to why he thought it was such a real, real challenge to have her say that he can't get a fair trial in the U.S. Yeah. It, Am I misremembering, but didn't Hillary Clinton, like, say somewhere, I don't know if it was, like, a hot mic or if she said, like, direct, openly said it, how she thought the CIA should kill Julian Assange uh, uh, years ago or something? Well... I, I don't want... I, I, I can, feel like I... Um, I don't... I feel like I swear I remember that. Uh, let's see. Let's search it up. Uh... Okay, and dupe. Oh, Hillary Clinton proposed drone strike uh drone strikes on Julian Assange. Uh okay, hold on. Apparently it was from WikiLeaks, uh like an email release. Hold on. Oh yeah, okay, that would make sense. Okay, yeah. Probably from the Podesta leaks. It might have been. I th- yes, I think so. Yeah, probably from the Podesta leaks. If it's from a, yeah. uh, <clears throat> if it's from one of the leaks, it's probably from her emails of Podesta. Yeah. Anyway, the the uh, the the I just I. 
I can't find exactly what you said, but it, I'm 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 seeing things that kind of skirt it. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's probable that she said something like that at some point. Um. So the the, the it, it it's it blows my mind especially. Oh, well, I shouldn't say that because it's a lie. It doesn't blow my mind. Um, it is so apropos and so uh, like a scumbag like this mm-hmm. that he would respond to what I think are really good legal arguments. The argument that there's no public interest ex- there's no public interest defense to the Espionage mm-hmm. Act. That's a great point. That's a really good point. Yeah. There's no there's no I mean any whistleblower could be charged under the under that same uh legal legal scheme and have no protection because of the fact that there's no defense for for public interest. And if they don't qualify or don't get actual whistleblower protection, they've got no defense. There's nothing there for them. So she's 100% right to bring that up and to and to bring up the fact that that is fundamentally unfair. Um, which I think oh, is true. Um, so I, I, I must, be, I think I might have been misremembering whether it was Hillary Clinton or where, whether it did come from those emails. But this is why I think what I was, um, this is what I was like really um, remembering. Um, the CIA planned to kidnap and possibly even assassinate Julian Assange in a London shootout. Wasn't, and, that, um, wasn't that in Vault Seven? Uh, it might have been. This was during the Trump administration. I can post this. This is from Yahoo News. I'll post this in um, the Topics channel real quick. Okay. It was either... Actually, I think I'm wrong about being in Vault 7. I think it was part of the leaks where they also had the... Uh, they also had the plan to... Was it also part of the leaks where they had the plan to um, invade the Hague? I think it might have been oh oh I, I yeah I I think I remember what you're talking about yeah because they had the there's a there's a there's a running policy in the United States and it has been since Bush I think since Bush that um, if ever an American comes uh, under trial for war crimes or whatever it may be in the Hague that there would be a, a raid a military raid on the Hague to retrieve that person. <laughs> That is an actual military plan that exists. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, Assange has been on the radar of U.S. intelligence agents for years, planned an all-out war against him, were sparked by weekly Assange on publication of extraordinary sensitive CIA hacking tools known as Vault 7. Vault 7, yep. Right, 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 right. Um, okay, so that's, it was because of Vault 7. This because wasn't uncovered of, yeah. as part of Vault 7. It was uncovered. Right. Yeah, it, it was It was uh, as a response to Vault 7. Yeah, Mike Pompeo was seeking revenge on WikiLeaks and Assange, who had sought refugees in the Ecuadorian embassy since 2012 to avoid extradition to Sweden. Uh, oh, my. And they don't even, to avoid extradition to Sweden on rape allegations, he denied. Right. Mm, is that true? Was it specifically? Uh, the, was it specifically that charge that he was escaping? Because I remember that charge coming out, and then as soon as um, oh shit, I remember that charge coming I out. I thought it was. They got rid of it. I just sworn that. Yeah, I could have sworn that charge came after, but maybe not. Me too. I, that's what I'm thinking. I, I thought that he was. I thought that that. I thought came he was already in the after embassy, he was in the yeah. embassy, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm not sure now. May, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I could be mixing things up a little bit, but uh, it, it, in, in any case, um, that charge was dropped. Yeah, there, there's, there's, he's never been convicted of that, and they haven't yeah. tried to bring it up. And that's not why the, the the people are going after him. That's not why the United yeah, States is going no. after him. <laughs> exactly. The, yeah. That that whole thing hitting him with a rape charge was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, here's the thing: if they could prove it, fine. Yeah, but they immediately dropped it. Immediately. Right. So I don't. I. I. I, I ugh. It, it's very much like the like the hitman charge on uh on uh, Ross. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the kind of thing where it's like it was brought, but just to get people thinking about it, and then they just pulled it because they couldn't prove it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a very interesting part. So this is in the Yahoo uh, Yahoo News piece. Um. Uh, with Assange, uh, this Yahoo News investigation, based on conversations with more than 30 former U.S. officials, eight of whom described the details of the CIA's proposal to abduct Assange, reveals for the first time one of the most contentious intelligence debates of the Trump presidency, and exposes new details about the U.S. government's war on WikiLeaks. Um, it was a campaign spearheaded by Pompeo, Mike Pompeo, uh, that bent important legal stri- uh, structures, potentially jeopardizing the Justice Department's work towards prosecuting Assange and risk a, a damaging episode in the United the United Kingdom, um, the United States' closest ally. Oh the CIA God. denied declined to comment. Huh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> wow. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pompeo did not respond to requests for comment. Uh God. Is she right? That does okay. Let me ask this because this could be spin. Um, is is uh, um, is Stella is Stella right in saying that the U.S. isn't charging him with uh, violations of uh, anti-hacking laws? Ah, uh. she said not even the U.S. government is is uh, alleging that. That he's a hacker. I don't know, actually. Let me look up the actual charges. Because it's an interesting... It could be spin. You know, it could be that they're not alleging he's technically a hacker. You know what I mean? Um, but, a but conspiracy. They're, they're saying he was charged with conspiracy to commit computer intrusion. Um, okay. Probably because of the Manning stuff, right? I think so, yeah. Because I think Manning hacked. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I mean, that's not a charge that he's a hacker. A conspiracy, a, right. a charge to conspire to do that is not a charge of doing it. Right. So I'm, I'm yeah, I guess. Because if he had done it and they charged him with it, they would have to fold that in. A conspiracy charge mm-hmm. folds into the act itself. So I don't think they would be able to. I don't think that they would be able to charge both. Um. Yeah, that's interesting. That's really, really interesting. So she's spinning that a little bit. He does have a charge of intrusion, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a conspiracy charge. It's it's not alleged right. that he did it himself. Right. Okay. So that's a little bit of spin, but not not by much. I mean, that's yes. Yeah. Eh. Yeah, uh, I'd go with that. <laughs> I'm not. I don't think that's. I don't think it's not. A, it's certainly not a lie. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, the, but Bolton's Bolton's whole attitude during this, man, I just ugh. Yeah, it's ugh. <laughs> you know, some of my favorite accounts on Twitter are like the are the are, are like insert favorite neocon here dead yet? <laughs> like yeah. Uh, the is Kissinger dead yet account uh, is great. Um, I, there needs to be one. Is John Bolton at the bottom of a river right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. well, uh, is John Bolton in hell yet? Yeah. God, what a scumbag. What an absolute scumbag. Yeah, dude. I'm serious, John Bolton. If you need if you need help finding a shotgun with a tow attachment, yeah, send me an email. I'll help you track one of those things down. I want to get you what you yeah. need. Yeah, <laughs> we are here to serve. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You know what tastes good? Hot lead in the roof of your mouth. Try it yeah. sometime. <laughs> I fucking hate him. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, God. God. Okay, that's all I've got. That's all I. That's have. all I had. Do you too. have anything else? Yeah. Nope. That that was all I had. All right. Well. Okay. Hey, this episode's not incredibly long this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. I'm sure somebody will be very, very happy to see the the timestamp on this. Yeah. One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be people out there going like, oh, my God. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, in any case. Uh, OK, so uh, I'm trying to get my head on straight. I, 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 I'm so I'm so upset. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to trying to uh, remember how we do things. Oh, yes. Um, you have plugs. Yes, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So on Twitter, you can find me at ace underscore Arcus. You can find my Substack at acearcus.substack.com. And um, go follow the show, uh, the show's Twitter account, which is T-E-T-C show. Uh, that is the um, the podcast official Twitter account on Twitter. And um, every time an episode releases, it'll be posted. Uh, it'll be posted on there. So if you want to keep up to date, you can um, hit the bell icon on Twitter and always be notified. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, have you done any appearances? Uh, no appearances this week. Okay. Um, so, let me look. I have a... Uh, um, I need to pull it up just real quick. And this is subject to change. Uh, but... Uh, Rebel with a Cause, I should be on um, Eric's uh, Rebel with a Cause show. Eric the Red from, uh, from Twitter. Okay, cool. I should be on his show uh, on Friday the 14th. That is subject to change. Um, we had another date set, and we ended up having to move it. It's possible it could be moved again, but um, I'm going to appear on that show at some point. Um also, there is uh, Dino Files on ARD.io, Alternative Internet Radio, and Pacing Joska, J O U S K A. Uh, really, really fun guy on Twitter.com. <laughs> yeah. We should have him on eventually. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that's all I've got. 
Yeah. Uh, all right. Thank you all for listening. See you guys next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of The End Times Continue. For links and other information, come see us at TETC.show. Thank you.